0: From the Medical Republic, I'm Francine Crimmins. This is The Tea Room. Location and culture matter more than money when GPs make the decision to move practices. Today, Felicity Nelson joins us to share some of the data on why GPs jump ship. Hi, Felicity. Hi, Francine. So why did you start looking into this topic?
1: So we've just launched a classified section on the website and I was sort of browsing through the Rolodex of GP job ads and it got me thinking about what makes a GP go from one practice to another? Do they move often? Is it more about getting fed up with management and just rage quitting? Or is it more about, you know, seeking better pay or moving into a practice ownership role? Or is it sort of a change of lifestyle and location? And I just thought, oh, we've never really looked into that you know we write a lot of GP stories but I've never kind of touched on that topic so I thought
0: oh you know I'll just go and have a poke around and so you did this by running a survey to a large group of GPs what did you find out
1: Yeah, so um, we're quite fortunate. We're allowed to uh, throw a few questions at HealthEd, which is a GP education company, and they sort of wrap it up into their fortnightly surveys that they do of their very large GP audience. And uh, so, yeah, I put together a few questions and ran them through that platform. But before I did this, I actually went to the um, practice manager's Facebook page and asked a few practice managers there what they thought were the main reasons why GPs you know, left their current practice or some of the pull factors that drew them to a new practice. I didn't want to just sort of make up all the options off the top of my head. I thought it would be better if they came from um, practice managers who really know what all of those different options are. So that's where all that kind of data came from originally. And just a shout out to that community for letting me join that group firstly. And the discussions are really fascinating and, and they're so helpful and and lovely and supportive of journalism. So it's it's really nice to be able to just bounce ideas off like that. So it was really useful. So what did you find out? So interestingly, uh, so we we firstly got about 850 GPs answering this survey. So that's quite a reasonable data set. Um, And it was interesting to me that the percentage of billings was not what was luring GPs to new practices. It was much more about location and culture and lifestyle. So specifically, the GPs who answered the question, what caused you to leave your previous practice? Around a quarter of those GPs uh, selected location slash travel time and a quarter chose family reasons. 18% chose uh, didn't feel comfortable with the practice culture slash atmosphere and GPs could choose more than one option, but those were the main ones that were coming out. And interestingly, insufficient reimbursement was selected as a push factor by only 7% of GPs who were surveyed.
0: And so what? Was the mitigating factor that attracted GPs to a particular practice?
1: Yeah, so the pool factors were quite similar, which I thought was interesting. So again, it was better location slash travel time that came out 32% of the time. More flexibility for working hours was selected 30% of the time. A more positive culture slash atmosphere was around 20% of the time. Um, so I think that kind of tells you a little bit what's going on. Those Those three factors are the ones that are really important, at least to the
0: majority of GPs. But I also thought it was interesting to see how rare movement actually is in general practice.
1: Yeah, that surprised me as well. I mean, the survey was GPs mostly aged over 50 uh, who had more than 10 years working in practice. Um, So it wasn't capturing those younger GPs who might be more sort of playful and moving around a bit more. So I think that keep that in mind when you're interpreting the results. But yeah, interestingly, it was, it was quite stark, so GPs hardly moved at all. So in the last five years, 70% did not move practices, 21% moved only once, 5% moved twice, and around 3% moved three times or more. Uh, and also only 5% of GPs jumped practices in 2021, and even fewer made the change in 2020, just 3%. Um, and the last time most GPs moved practice was before 2016. And did COVID have an effect on this? Yeah, it's, it's not really for me to say, but because I'm not an expert in this field, but I thought it would be good to go and interview some experts. So I called a whole lot of GP recruiters um, who were, again, extremely helpful and had some really interesting insights into, I mean, obviously, because they work in this field all the time. But yeah, I just thought, oh, it's super interesting to chat to them all. Um, so James Hall, who's a talent resource manager at Helios Medical, was saying, yeah, it's probably to do with COVID. Um, so. He said, yeah, we're seeing that GPs moved less in 2020 and that the pandemic had an impact short-term as people are sort of craving certainty and don't want to uproot their lives right now. Um, So that's sort of reducing the movement. But he was feeling optimistic. He said that as the market starts to open up, He's going to predict some really strong years in recruitment um, and he, he thinks that a lot of people are looking at next year and beyond and probably wanting a change and he he predicted a lot of interstate move movement and uh, I thought that was interesting. I, I guess it makes sense people have kind of frozen their lives and then once we come out of this freeze zone, like this lockdown, people will start thinking about their
0: next move. And did those recruiters that you spoke to have any tips for how to make a gp clinic more appealing to new recruits they did
1: and and obviously this is quite important particularly if you're in a rural area or there's just not a lot of gps uh, around who you can recruit so i think it's it's one that gps or practice managers practice owners and gps are quite interested in finding out you know like what's going to make me ahead of the pack and so there's there is a lot of lot of info in that story i posted online cuz i just thought it would be good to include like i think i did like 600 words on it or something, but um, I thought it'd be include, good to include all of that detail because it's so useful, those insights from recruiters who do this all day, every day. But to sum it all up, basically, it's about offering a really solid base to GPs. So GPs are contractors a lot of the time. So what they're looking for is a home that does all the stuff that they don't really want to do because they want to focus on medicine. So it's it's useful them for them to have uh, really great culture and management, sort of, it's quite supportive. Also, quite useful for them to have a practice that has nursing support, ideally some kind of pathology service, allied health, because that just ke- keeps patients coming through the door. And yeah, all, and obviously, one of the most important factors, as we saw, was location. And that's because a lot of mostly GPs are quite well paid in comparison to. Um, lots of other professionals, and they quite like living in nice areas, close to friends and families. So cities and and nice suburbs are the ones that they tend to prefer.
0: Was there any commentary, though, around the challenges that these small businesses face in having an offering that is seen to be valuable to potential recruits because I know that you know, for a lot of rural practices they struggle because they also have to have someone who can do hours at the local hospital and obviously they can't control the rates that people are paid in every area of their practice. So it can be really hard to offer this really attractive, shiny job offer in certain places.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I didn't cover this in the story but I did have a chat with a recruiter who said that, Actually, those um, those placements of where GPs can get different types of income from hospitals, or maybe they're a locum and they can kind of jump around, they actually tend to do quite well financially in some cases because they have all of those different revenue streams. So I don't know how that interplays with this this whole trend of GPs not necessarily wanting to. Re- go to rural areas um, and set up their life there. But there, there was this idea that there's, there's, there are some financial incentives about having a bit more of a diverse practice. So definitely one to follow up on, I think,
0: when I get a bit more time. So Felicity, the other thing that I was going to ask you is in your research of looking at the jobs market for GPs and different positions around Australia, what have you noticed in terms of the saturation of jobs currently available on the market and whether you know anything about the rate at which they're filled and in what time frame they're generally filled in.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. I can, I can only really answer this from what I've been doing in terms of just browsing, partly as research for this story and partly just to um, t- see how our classified section is going on the website. But from my experience, what struck me first off is that GP practices are really bad at advertising jobs, for starters. <laughs> This is the first thing I got. The majority of the ads come from very small family practices, and it's very clear that they don't have a lot of time to spend on recruitment. So sometimes they just put one line in their ad and say, "We're looking for a GP," and you know, or "I'm retiring. I need a new GP with with no like no explainer of why someone might might want to move there or what what setup they've got or you know what the practice feels like or what the town's like and i just thought if if i was a gp looking to jump i'd probably want a little bit more information particularly if it's this market where you know there is a um a shortage of gps who do want to move that's one thing that came through the interviews with the recruiters that there is a huge shortage of um of those gps who are interested in jumping and you saw that with the the survey that we did you know gps are pretty happy where they are most of the time at least those older more experienced GPs. So, yeah, it sort of got me thinking that, you know, if you are not interested in a hiring a recruiter because it's too expensive or whatever, just putting a little bit more effort into the job ad might be worthwhile. And some recruiters mentioned things like just have an up-to-date LinkedIn profile for your practice just and and your practice website just being up-to-date. Things like that are so obvious and I think they're hard to do when you're a small business because you're, you know, so busy doing everything else. Um, but yeah, so there's this stuff like that where people who are browsing for a job just want some kind of basic information about who you are and like why you might want to work there. And we can see that with some some rural practices have done an amazing job. And I think you've covered this, Frankie, I've covered this. You know, some of them come up with these really cool videos about why you might want to go live in their town. Um, and some of them, you know, have these really compelling stories about the struggles that they're having and why they need more support from government to encourage people to move out. So, oh, they're
0: phenomenal. They're like uh, yeah. quality video productions, but that comes with a lot of time and money and effort and, you know, maybe having a local teenager who's really skilled in video production at hand. So, <laughs> it's yeah, not really
1: I think that what, what I'm taking away from it is that if you are going to go to the effort of advertising a job. Which it seems to me like they're not filled at a very high rate. Uh, you can go on the New South Wales Rural Doctors Network, and you can see there's just a stack of ads, and I'm I don't see a lot of t- sort of um, turnover. It it seems to me like there's just so many places that need GPS, and so yeah, if, I, I think a little 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 sprinkle of marketing might be um, helpful, but. Again, it, it might not even make a difference if GPs really don't want to move in the first place, particularly during a pandemic. So yeah, what I would be saying is like, wait until this lockdown is over and maybe just like update your online presence a little bit and, uh, and then you might start seeing GPs
0: actually wanting to move. Felicity, thank you. Thanks, Francine. Before we go, don't forget that you can follow or subscribe to The Tea Room right now by searching for the show on the podcast player of your choice. You'll then be notified when a new episode becomes available. Catch you next time.